This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Life Made Better. And we want to welcome this week's guest, Shanine Lebrun. Shanine was born and raised in Amsterdam with Suriname roots. She is a business coach, entrepreneur, speaker, a TV and film story producer, and a mother. Her professional career started at Nike uh, 70 years ago, fresh from uni, uh, where she climbed the corporate ladder from a rookie assistant to an EMEA director. And in 2018, she founded Hustle and Heart Consultancy, where she helps entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs unlock and reach their maximum potential. And I am so curious to hear all about it. Shedding, thank you for being with us today and welcome to Life Made Better. Yes, thank you for having me. I love the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with that introduction, a lot of people would be curious to hear more about that bride background. What kind of led you onto that journey, that path, and ultimately to where you are today, uh, founding Hustle and Heart Consultancy. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so how long do you have, I would say? <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, my, my, if I start from kind of unique kind of period, one of the, 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 the famous statements that we use in our culture is um, your diploma is your mom, and that translates to your degree is your first husband. Um, and that's a statement that I have been raised with. Uh, I heard it from my grandmother, I heard it from my mother, uh, and that literally means make sure that you study well, you get your degree, and you become an independent woman. Uh, that's kind of the, the message that you, that was uh, was uh, given to me. So I, I, I did that. <laughs> I studied international business and management, got my degree in 2003. It was a dual degree, both in the UK and both in, in Holland. And then back then, I was just this confident 20-something-year-old girl who just wanted to conquer the world. And so, and I wanted to work for a big international firm, wanted to become a CEO of a big international firm. So what I did, I, I had like my top three of companies that I wanted to work for. And Nike was definitely in the top three. And so I started just applying, just no experience uh, and just started applying on different positions. Uh, and I was also invited uh, for an interview. So I got there to campus to the European headquarters uh, and I was just amazed. I don't know, for those who are listening, who have ever been um, at Nike EMEA headquarters, it's, it's an amazing place. So I was mesmerized and I knew right then that I wanted to work for this amazing uh, company. And I did the interview. I thought it went really well. Uh, I got the call back and, and they said, hey, I loved your, your profile and, and your, your energy, but we did went with somebody else. So I didn't get the job. So I was like really bummed. But then a month later, I got the call back saying, hey, didn't work out with the first candidate. Are you still interested? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so that's when my career journey started um, at Nike. And also just maybe also to give you more of a... Um, 
also more culturally related. Um, and when I was younger, I was uh, a dancer. So I did a, a dance academy uh, and I danced four days a week next to my study. And when I was 18, I was, then you have the opportunity, either you go and make a dance career or you do, uh, you go for more security. And also a little bit part of the culture is, you know, security is very important in life. That's also what I always got from my, from my family, my mother and grandmother. So I, I didn't choose for my career. I didn't choose for my passion. So I just started building my career, climbing that ladder, uh, working day and night, evenings, uh, really wanting to just uh, move up. And, and I did. So I did different uh, positions in, at Nike, um, started in uh, product development, moved on to marketing, more of retail marketing, did a couple of jobs in, in, in retail. Uh, and I was really, uh, work was everything to me. But then uh, 2012, um, I lost my, my dad to a sudden heart attack. And, and for me, that was life changing. Yeah. Was just an, a difficult, most difficult situation that I had to deal with, but that was also life changing. That it, you know, I all of a sudden realized that life can just take an unexpected turn. Life is not a given. Um, so it may just made me think: like, am I happy? Am I doing everything that I love to do? Will there be any regrets? And so that's for the period where I started just being a different Shinin. And that was a Shinin that just tried out all the things that she loved to do next to Nike. So I was still working at Nike, but I was working at Nike in a different pace. Um, so not opening my laptop every evening, not opening my laptop every weekend. And all the time that I got back from that, I just started, I loved back then organizing events. So I just started organizing events. I also had always a passion for making the TV and film industry more diverse. So I started writing ideas for TV series. And I just did different things that, that I love to do. Uh, so I started listening to my heart more and just to speed up to, to where I am now, because um, of May of this year, I decided to listen to my heart again um, and decided to leave the company that has been a great employer to me since 2003 uh, and where I met great people and where I really learned, I really grew as a person and as a professional and started my own business, uh, which is called Hustle and Heart Consultancy, where I mentor women in business, both professionals as well as entrepreneurs. And that's what I do now. So just six months in full-time entrepreneur after being Having that security and uh, for, for 17, 18 years, really following my heart, very happy with my decision and, and very happy in the situation that I'm in now. So that's a little bit of my journey and how I changed also along the way and, and why I am here or why I'm the person I am today. It's lovely to hear such diversity and passion and roots from your family it's lovely to hear that throughout the conversation but also knowing that something so tragic and I'm sorry to hear about your father you know something so tragic made you stop and reflect because unfortunately people don't stop and reflect as we know what's really important to them they do what their family thinks important or they do what society thinks is important and you know none of us want that great tragedy to make us start reflecting so I'm sorry to hear that you went through that before you start reflecting but I love the fact that you did it did make you stop and reflect and make you connect to your heart and make you realize what's important to you and I think that's a really good message for our listeners that you know stop and reflect it doesn't have to be a tragedy that happened. No. 
No, that's and that's also if I'm asked for a talk or a presentation, that's that's the message that I always want to get across. Don't wait for strategy like either death in the family or illness or a reorganization in the company or anything like that. Just try to find out what your passion is and, and what is important to you in life before that moment comes. And I know that people find it really difficult, really difficult to all of a sudden think about, oh, what is my passion? But it's so crucial. It's so important uh, that you just do things that are important to you uh, in your life. Mm, and it's recognizing, isn't it, that we need safety and security. But once we've got to a certain stage in our life and we've managed to set ourselves up, that we don't need a lot of things. So we can actually follow our hearts and our passions and, you know, make life worth living on our terms aligned with who we really are. Mm. That reminds me, you know, I'm coming from Spain, where kind of, you know, family and that cultural background and influence is, is definitely very important. It shapes to a certain extent um, who you are and what you do, and certainly in early stages of, of life. And I always remember a phrase that my mom always tells me, which is live today because tomorrow doesn't belong to you. And I cannot tell you how many times that phrase has saved me from going down a rabbit hole or you know, made me choose something that I might have not think about doing in the first place. And I do think, as as you ladies were saying, we do not stop and reflect kind of enough. And I do think if we want to look at that silver lining in this, you know, messy period that the pandemic has been for all of us, that probably is one of those that, for better or worse, we had been put into that stop and, you know, optional thinking position for everybody and to some we've seen that happening and it's make them realize that okay something is not working here and I'm I'm gonna have to do something about it would you say that you've seen that through your consultancy work as well Shannon? Yeah there's a lot of people that are knocking well what you mentioned during the pandemic a lot of people are reflecting and are just thinking about their situation and, and want to do something, but they don't know what. They want They want to do something with a passion, but they don't know what their passion is. I, I even have, currently have a, a customer and she said, Shanine, since I was 16, I knew I was meant for greatness. And I now want to find out what that greatness is. And that to me is so powerful, it's so beautiful. So she, she knows it, that there's that she's able to do more and wants to do more, but she doesn't know what that is. And, and, and she told me also a story that when she was 16, she was looking in the mirror once and she said, you know what, you are gonna do great things. And now she's just a little bit stuck in this, you know, routine. And, and finally she said, Shireen, I, I reached out to you because I need to stop. I need to find out what that greatness is. Um, so you have a lot of people that, um, yeah, definitely knock on my door now to find either that greatness or lock their potential or finally want to do something that they have been holding back on for for a while. Mm. And that extra support of having a coach that can lead them through that and, you know, make them realize that that potential can be met and there's so many possibilities for more happiness is crucial, isn't it? So how do you work with your clients? 
can you give us a little bit of more understanding of that? Yeah, so I I, I call myself also a mentor more than than a, than a, than a coach or a business coach, but I have different programs that I uh, support with. So I have a lot of group sessions of group programs, and then I also have a lot of one-on-one support that I that I give. And I think what or what people like about working with me, it's always, it's not always the, the business side or the professional side. I'm, I'm, you're doing business with a person, with a human, and you have personal things coming up as well as uh, professional or business things. And that's what, what I'm here for, right? I'm here for, for you as, as a, as a full person, as a complete person. And so it's laughter and, 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 and sometimes it's difficult. I'm very also direct. Um, I can be a mirror. So it's, it's a full package that I support people people with. And, and usually it's a longer journey that we're on. And it is literally a journey. And so I also say to people, like, just be aware that it's going to be a journey. And sometimes it can be a little bit of a longer journey than you expect. Because also finding your purpose is not an easy one. I started doing that back in 2012. And here we are, 2021. I finally have the courage at the age of 41 to make a decision to follow my heart. <laughs> so it's, 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 sometimes it takes, it takes a while. Better at 41 than 71. <laughs> exactly. But also like just recently I spoke to somebody, she is, I think, 39. And she said, yeah, but Shanine, here I am, 39. It's a little bit too old to now go and figure out what I want to do. I was like, no, what are you talking about? So no, you're never, never too old. It's never too late. I think what was what was the age of Kiev KFC founder? Sixty three or something like that when he went on and, and founded one of the biggest, if not mm. the biggest, fried company, yeah. uh, fried chicken company in the world. So message from anybody listening to us out there today: never, never too late. <laughs> no, no. But I'm loving hearing because it's something that you know both Flair and I do certainly through our work together with companies we help with, but also with one to one clients. Is that sense of understanding? And I think, again, that's something that the pandemic has made very clear, that the me that belongs in the work and the me that belongs in a personal life are not two different people. We are one person with many different areas that we attend to, many different aspects of our personality, if you wish, that we need to tone up or tone down, depending on where we are. But who we are doesn't change with the environment that we are in. And I think that's something that for a long, long time has not been understood. Certainly companies kind of didn't understand that and employees didn't either because we all thought that we needed, especially mums, I would say, yeah. we needed to be more, do more, present ourselves as like, no, I do not care about my kids. I'm here, work, work, work. And actually that is not the truth. You care. And, you know, when you're having a bad day at home, translates in your professional life. When you're having a bad day at work, translates into work. So I, I would say, what sort of advice uh, or how you help your clients within that arena? How do you help them understand this all a, a holistic, aligned part of who we are? Yeah, well, I think where or what I see a lot with the, the, the clients that I help is they do have kind of the, the work person and then the the, 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 the the personal person but what the challenge is is figuring out who you are just just that one person what makes you authentic what makes you you um, and if I look at myself also working in a corporate organization I'm for example naturally I'm an introvert working in a corporate organization being an introvert 
is a challenge, um, or I, I have experienced it as being a challenge. Um, so, and then you also, for those who want, for the people who are listening, you have like the, the different colors, the, the, um, is that six, six hat? Yeah, I can't remember who was coming from, but it's definitely the six Edward hat. Edward DeBone knows the six yes. hat. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I was um, in a corporate organization. Uh, sometimes you need to be more red, more direct, and 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 um, and I naturally wasn't. So all these things I needed to do to really fit in into a corporate organization. And at one point I was just figuring out who is Shanine, what type of person is Shanine, and show up as Shanine everywhere. So what I help a person, people with is just figuring out who they are, who they want to be, and be that person just if you are in the workplace or or you're your your mother uh, but people know okay you know Shanine is this this type of person and I respect that and and I like that and I, I want to work with her uh, in that way so if you if you are a client of mine or your friend you get the same Shanine. Yeah I love that so you're being true to your values of who you really are and that is a much more secure place for anyone, isn't it? And it helps you make decisions because you know if it's not aligned with your values, then it's not the decision you're going to make. Exactly. And it's very helpful when you're setting boundaries. So I think that was a lovely nugget to tell our, our audience. But I also think, Alicia, what you're saying on, um, on you know, maybe your, your mother on the one hand and then your professional on the other hand. But then the, during the pandemic, when everybody was working from home, all of a sudden that came together, right? So I remember the year that I was still at Nike, all of a sudden I was in a, in a Zoom call and I saw my manager with his baby and I was with my little one was also so now and then being in a, in a Zoom call and I was like, oh yeah, we're also just we're just still, you know, we're parents and we're figuring this whole thing out. So definitely during the pandemic, we all saw this being blurred, kind of the um, the, the professional life and the, and the personal life. Mm-hmm. And I think it brings a human touch to it as well, doesn't it? That we're all the same in our basic needs. You know, if we can all allow ourselves to love and trust, then the, light, the world's a much better place. So we connect more to people when we see them with their kids, I think. So, Shanine, what are you currently curious about? Are there any new adventures ahead? Well, I have to say that just taking this big leap for me is now the adventure that I'm that I'm curious about, where it will bring me, and what has my full focus currently. And and I have hustle and heart consultancy, but also as as you mentioned in the introduction, I also uh, am a TV and film producer. So also this year I I uh, founded Maya Creatives, which is a, um, a production company. So both those, yeah, those are new things to me. Uh, just being an entrepreneur on one end and just having um, you know those two businesses. So that is really what is keeping my curiosity flowing, learning new things every day. So that really is what is now, uh, yeah, on my mind and in my heart, what is filling my daily, daily um, life. I'm actually quite curious about that one, you know, on two, on two ways, you could say, I, I would love to hear more about that, you know, producer facet of yours and, you know, what sort of TV series or films are you involved in and, and interest you? I think you've, you've successfully released, if I'm not mistaken, one already. So I'll be, yeah, I'll be curious to hear that. And then I guess as a sub question in there, obviously we heard you coming from that background in sales and, and marketing, linking with that story 
producing and storytelling. So I'm also curious to hear what would you say the power of different communication is and us, you know, as a storyteller. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe on so on the first that, that yeah, that story is is a is a story on its own how I got into that business. But just in short, so in 2003, I was with three of my high school friends. And we just said to each other while we were having uh, dinner, you know what, we should make a TV series about our friendship. It's so special. We are all like different backgrounds. It's so special and we don't recognize ourselves on TV. Um, we, we miss the representation on, on, on TV. So with no experience at all about writing scripts, we just started writing uh, this idea out and um, writing the characters because they were based up, based on us. And we started just calling production companies and broadcasts. We were so naive and so just full of ourselves, if, if you look back at it. But just we just were really confident that, that the TV industry in Holland and needed something fresh, new and more diverse. Um, so we spent like a couple of years on this. But eventually we it didn't work out. We didn't find the right people to really realize this, which is, is not a surprise with the background that we had. But then in 2012, when I lost my dad, I needed something that would take my mind off the loss, something that would just keep me busy so that I didn't have to think about that empty hole now in my heart. Um, so I, I picked up the idea again uh, and I said to my friends, hey, I'm going to I'm going to put all my focus in this project. And they were like, yeah, go ahead, you know, go and, and see where it can bring you. We're supporting you. Go, go, go. And then I started just um, rewriting again and, and making the characters a little bit older because I was also a little bit older. I started calling production companies again. I, I did, I created a pilot. And then all of a sudden, uh, 2016, a production company was interested in the idea. Yeah, the, the idea of a TV series also transformed into a movie um, because that was a little bit easier to, to realize and to produce. And to speed up to 2017, all of a sudden that idea that started in 2003 was realized as a movie. And in 2017, in October, October 12th, I remember, I was at the premiere of my own movie. And, so, and, and since that moment... I just love the mere fact of having an idea, having a, a concept and just translating that into a film or and then finding the right people. And all the time when I had an idea, I had to knock on a, a door of a producer. And also back then, my movie, it took me a, a many years and I did realize it, but it wasn't on my terms. I had to sell my rights of the movie. I also, I wanted a really diverse cast. And at one point they said, hey, now it's diverse enough, or they said it's urban enough. And so meaning, hey, now the rest of the cast cannot be of color anymore. So there were a lot of, um, how do you say that? Shortcuts that I needed to make to realize it. I think beginning of this year, I was just done with just trying to get a seat at somebody else's table, trying to knock on somebody else's door and receiving a no. And with a couple of other women of color, we decided to, to set up our own production company, Maya Creatives. And we focus on content about women uh, and, and uh, also especially about women of color and tell their story and tell their untold story. So not 
just the stories that you don't hear a lot, uh, especially in Holland and Ameri- in, um, in the States and the UK, they're a little bit further when it comes to telling stories of, of people of color uh, or, or women. So that's that's how that came about. So that's how my creatives kind of started in 2003 with three high school friends and, and now ended up being a real um, a production company. And I think that that's also the power of communicating, right? Really talking to your audience, really expressing yourself, representing yourself, making connections. Um, I think that is key when it comes to communicating and you can communicate verbally, non-verbally, through writing, visuals. There's so many ways, but just finding your style and then connecting to somebody through how you communicate yeah, and building relations. That's 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 the thing that is, um, yeah, that, that's what I love about uh, communicating. And if you look at Nike, I mean, there's not that many great storytellers or brand that that get it and that do it really well. And Nike does it really, really, really well. And that's why they have, yeah, they're making so many connections and and having so many fans and and um, yeah, so many supporters of the brand. I can see or hear some um, similarities between you and the Nike founder. You know, he just kept going, didn't he? Didn't matter how many doors knocked him down. I read Shoe Dog, you know, how many doors knocked him down. He just kept going and everyone told him he was mad, but he just kept trying. And, you know, when one door shut, another door opened. And I can hear the same kind of steely determination in you. Yeah. And I love it. I love that's, it. I'm like, that's wow. That's a nice comparison I, I will take. In, in the making of the movie, I have I think about 30 plus rejections over the years and but just just and that's maybe also and, and people know that probably but maybe also for those who are listening I think as soon as you have a strong reason why you want to do something like it's really in your heart you really you know if that's really strong then you can take all the 30 40 50 rejections that you get and for me making that industry more diverse making making sure that there's the right representation uh, it's key and and we're still not there so that's why i was able to yeah for for 14 plus years to, <laughs> to be invested yeah. in that but i love that and i love that you found that passion and the awareness more than anything because like you know how many people would have watched the films and series and be like well actually that doesn't sound like me but then proceeds to carry on as they were but I love the fact that you and your friends were like hang on a minute there's nothing on TV that feels like this could be me and instead of just sitting still you guys decided to go and do something about it it's like there's not something like me on TV let's make sure it is and to found the power to plow through for 14 plus years and did you got there obviously with you know some shortcuts and, and concessions that you've got to make but still find the resilience to say no I'm gonna do this because here's why this is the reason why I'm gonna do it and I think having that connection truly tuning in with the very reason that is called to your heart that's what's going to give you the energy and and you know the stamina to get through it What's the movie called? I want to know what the movie's called. Yeah, so it's, it's a Dutch movie. It's a Dutch romantic comedy. It's called Alles voor elkaar. Um, and it's it's still on, but it's Dutch. So it's it's just for the Dutch market and no subtitles, but it's still on Netflix. So yeah, it's very, very proud of it. And Alles voor elkaar translates to you have everything that you want and need. And it also means as within a friendship, I've got your back. You've got my back. 
Um, and, and why that is a title? Because the, the, the movie is about four friends, of which one the last one turns 30. And they all realize that they didn't reach any of their um, any of their goals. And then they help each other to re still realize their, their goals that they had when they were 18. So, uh, and the, the age of 30 for women, it's often... Uh, I don't know why, but it's like uh, when I'm 30, I need to have the house and the kids and the everything, which is, I don't know why we do that. We should stop doing saying that. Yeah, don't put any time limits on it. That's for no. sure. <laughs> still learning, still need new adventures. <laughs> we need to stay alive and curious and passionate. It's really important. So, Shanine, I'm really interested to know what the one question you wished we'd asked you today, which we haven't. Yeah, but what I get often uh, when people see me, they say, hey, Shaleen, um, you know, everything is, you're so successful. You make it seem so easy. Uh, you know, how do you do it? And and then I would answer that it's not easy and there's a lot of struggle. And then I would definitely share kind of all the struggles because sometimes people, they see on social, they see the, the nice picture and they're like, oh, that person. But there's so many struggles. Now, when you see the movie, you're like, oh, Janine, you had a movie. Not knowing that I spent 14 years of my life <laughs> realizing that. So I think that is always something that I want to express, like the, the, the hard work that, that we put into something. Mm, it's a 14-year overnight success, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you bring it that to the to the forefront because it's true. With we normally just see the, the tip of the iceberg, we just don't see what goes underneath it. So thank you so much for for sharing that very important message. So Shannon, can you sum up in one sentence how have you made your life better? I think I made my life better by really accepting myself and then my full full self and by listening more to my heart and i made my life better by surrounding myself with the right people mm, that's beautiful thank you for that so janine i'm fairly sure a lot of people listening to us today will be curious to to hear more about you or connect with you so where can they find you they can find me on all the, 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 the social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn uh, and I'm on Instagram and people can always check out my website for to get more information. Fantastic. We'll make sure that we put that on the episode notes. So you're just one click away. And Shanine, thank you so much for being with us today. I found that we chat very insightful, very inspirational. I'm fairly sure quite a lot of people listening to us today will be also moved. So thank you so much yes thank you for having me the message is there it's never too late keep keep yes. going for your dreams exactly <laughs> a dream big really big um, that's also what i always say but yeah you guys also enjoy the holidays thank you stay healthy stay safe and uh let's make 2022 uh <laughs> exciting year <laughs> yes indeed and for all of you uh, tuning in from home or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast thank you very much for joining us one more week we appreciate your support we appreciate your love please continue to do so and share this episode uh with anybody you think may benefit from listening to it if you can leave us a review that will be fantastic that will keep us you know keeping up the, the ranks on itunes or any other platforms so please do so and we look forward to seeing you here next week and as you heard happy holidays happy new year uh, and bring on 2022 we're ready for you 